I want to share from the scripture, and I titled this message, The Force of Wisdom. The Force of Wisdom. Uh, I'm sure most of us do not hear a whole lot of messages on wisdom. Uh, but tonight I want to go into wisdom, and uh, that wisdom actually has a force. Father, I just ask that you speak to us tonight from your word. Encourage us and strengthen us from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul. Hey. <laughs> Paul prayed for, the, for God to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So wisdom is really a spirit. True wisdom. The wisdom of God. Now this is what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. In other words, in life, spiritual life, natural life, take it from the Word of God. Wisdom is the foremost thing, the principal thing, the foremost thing, the thing that you need the most. So he says, therefore, because of this, because I've given you this revelation, do all your, it takes to get wisdom. It's primary thing. You can get wisdom. You are not just born with wisdom. You can get wisdom. Otherwise, the scriptures cannot, will not be telling us to get wisdom if it's not something we can get. If it's not something we are not born with. So it says, because I've told you that wisdom is the foremost thing, Therefore, get wisdom. And as you are getting wisdom, make sure you get understanding also. Because it's the most important thing. Very, very important for success in life. In any area of life, we are called to do different things in life. Whatever God calls you to do. Spiritually, you need wisdom. In your work, you need wisdom. Dealing with people, you need wisdom. In your marriage, you need wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, whatever you're doing will fail. So wisdom is the foremost thing. Wisdom is the primary thing. And God says, you better get it. Get wisdom. How important is wisdom? I'd like, to turn with, I would like you to turn with me to Mark chapter 6, verse 2. The Bible says there, and when the Sabbath had come, this is about Jesus, he, Jesus, began to teach in the synagogues. And many hearing him were astonished. In other words, they were amazed, saying, where did this man get these things? We grew up with him. We know his mother. We know his brothers and his sisters. Where did he get these things? And then the next thing they said, and what wisdom is this that is given, which is given to him, 
that such mighty works are performed by his hands. So the mighty works are performed by what? The wisdom that was given to him. That's how they saw it. And that's what is recorded in the scriptures. What wisdom is this which is given to him that these mighty works are being done by this man? So the mighty works came out, they were born out of wisdom. Wisdom precedes the power of God. Wisdom precedes power. What wisdom is this? They saw the signs. They understood the signs. They heard his words. And they were amazed. Where did he get these things? How did this wisdom come to him? What kind of wisdom is given to this man so that you have these mighty signs? He is able to do mighty signs with his hands. You can't do mighty things if you don't have wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. We need wisdom. That's why James chapter 1 verse 4 James tells us, 4 and 5, it says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. And then he added, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. In other words, you need wisdom. Don't count it, count it all all joy when you enter into diverse temptations. He says, if you don't have wisdom, you won't understand what to do with the trials that come to you. When the trials come, they work patience in you. And when patience is through with his work, then you will be perfect and entire, and you will not lack anything in life. And if you don't understand it, get wisdom. That will give you pure understanding what God is doing when he allows trials to come into your life. If you don't have understanding, you're going to complain. You won't understand the purpose for the trial, how the trial are stepping stones for you to rise. You won't understand. You need wisdom to have full understanding. So wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the foremost thing. We need wisdom. Wisdom is the most efficient way to accomplish a task. The most efficient way. So wisdom has nothing to do with words. It has to do with action, works. Words, and then you see the reaction. And sometimes just action. It's wisdom, how you carry yourself. It's wisdom from God. Wisdom is the most efficient way to accomplish a task. It's the most cost-effective way to obtain or secure solutions to life-challenging problems. The most cost-effective way it's the best way to get things done. That's wisdom. We need wisdom from God. Without it, you will be a failure. So that's why James says, ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Ask in faith. 
That's what he says. No doubting. Don't be double-minded. God gives liberally to everyone who asks. We need wisdom. You need to ask. If you think you lack wisdom, ask for wisdom. Because without it, you won't make it. It's the most efficient way. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10, it says, If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. (laughs) You will work longer. You will sweat. But wisdom brings what? Success. That is sweatless success. Amen? That's the wisdom of God. You don't have to sweat. Jesus did all the sweating for us. Amen? A sweatless success. When you have the wisdom of God. God told Adam, from now on, you will sweat before you eat. When Jesus came, he took that off. Now, through Christ and through the wisdom of God, we can actually have sweatless success. The best way to get things done, the most cost-effective way to accomplish a task, to secure solutions, life solutions, to difficult problems in life. You need wisdom. Otherwise, you're just going to fail and make serious mistakes that will destroy your life because you lack wisdom. So that's why the scripture says again, I go back, wisdom is the principal thing. And you, you don't have to lack it. You can ask from God and you, God will deliver wisdom into your hand if you desire it. God will give you wisdom. You know, with the Our Fellowship, I have to ask for wisdom a lot. I haven't been in this road before. <laughs> this is the first time I need your wisdom, God. Give me wisdom. And I believe it gives to me. Dealing with different issues. How to navigate around it. So you don't get bitter and you come out doing really well. It's only by the grace of God. Through the wisdom of God. In our lives. Amen. So you don't have to work hard. That's what he's talking about in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. When you don't have wisdom, the axe is is dull. You're going to walk for a long time. You will sweat. (laughs) You're talking about working hard. You're working hard, but have nothing to show for it. Because you are not working with God's wisdom. God says he'll give, deliver wisdom. If you lack it, God's going to give to you. What we need is biblical wisdom. Now, biblical wisdom is not common sense, but scriptural sense. I say that again. Biblical wisdom is not common sense. It's scriptural sense. Divine wisdom is not common sense. It's not something that you can find in the earth. This is scriptural sense from God. That's what biblical wisdom is. Biblical wisdom is correct, the correct application of scriptures to difficult issues in life. 
to produce, to give you the solutions you need. Like Jesus said, it is written. You know that? Correct application of scripture for divine intervention. For divine solution. Where the, the devil says, I give up. When you, that's wisdom. The wisdom of God is for us Christians. The divine wisdom of God. Because success is in scriptures. When you gain understanding from scriptures, just knowing scriptures is not enough. Knowing the scriptures so that you understand and the accurate application of those scriptures that you understand for your solution. That's wisdom. So wisdom is not just scriptural knowledge. A lot of Christians have scriptural knowledge. Biblical wisdom is scriptural knowledge plus understanding. So that you know how to apply it. A lot of people can quote scriptures like parrots. They just quote, but then you see the line and they tell you they've read the Bible from, from cover to cover. And, and, and you watch and say, what, what? You really read that divine book? That powerful book? And you do that every year. How come it doesn't show in your life? No understanding. Therefore, no wisdom. And no wisdom, no success. Wisdom is equal biblical knowledge plus understanding. That's what it is. You can know scriptures, but until God gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that's understanding. In the word of God, you're going nowhere. But you got to pray for this. And God will give those who ask from him. In Matthew 13, you can see this very clearly. It says, And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. So you're getting information but you don't understand, no wisdom. And seeing, you will see and not perceive. For the heart of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed. Now this is the important scripture. Lest they should see with their eyes. I mean, see spiritually with their eyes. And hear with their ears. Lest they should understand. So they are hearing, they are getting information. But the understanding in the heart, that's the wisdom. They got knowledge, but you need to apply understanding. It says, lest they should understand in your heart and what? Turn. So that I should heal them. Once you turn, Meaning once you gain understanding and you gain wisdom, you will position yourself for the blessing. You know how to apply or accurately apply the scripture for results. You know how. Because you understand. Therefore you turn. You position yourself so that God can bless you. But until you gain understanding, all you have is scriptural knowledge. 
and nothing happens. When you have understanding, you don't have to struggle. You don't have to scream. God just works. And you get the confidence in your heart. And the boldness is there. Because you understand. But until then, you'll be groping in the dark. Just hoping something happens. No confidence. Because you don't have wisdom. You don't have understanding. But once you gain understanding, you must turn. Amen? So when the heart, they can't understand with your heart, they hear the words, but they don't understand, you can't position yourself. Everyone can get it, but you just can't. You're still blind. The blindness needs to be removed. And once you gain understanding, you got knowledge, you got wisdom, no, you can never fail. Never. Never. Just impossible. Because God watches over his word to perform it. Now, there is ordinary and extraordinary. The natural way, the natural man, we walk in the ordinary. And God always in the extraordinary. We are in the natural God is always in the supernatural. And to gain wisdom. Now look, listen to what God says. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. The difference. You got natural thoughts, ordinary thoughts. I have extraordinary thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You don't think like I think. That's what God is saying. Amen. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor your ways. My ways. They're two different. And then look at what God said. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. Now you can look up how long it takes. Thousands and thousands of miles. Way up there. God says, so are my thoughts compared to your thoughts. And my ways compared to your ways. They are so high. That's why John the Baptist says, He who is from above is above all. Jesus said, you are from beneath. You came from here. I am from above. You are earthly. I came from the heavens. And he who is from the heavens is above all. So what we're saying, when you think spirit, scriptural thoughts, you're thinking God's thoughts. If you stay there, your thoughts will be so high compared to the thoughts that the others have. Amen. You become extraordinary. Nobody can hold you back. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. That's why the Bible says, this book of the law, Joshua 1 verse 8, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. In other words, stay with the book. Think the scriptural thoughts, not the thoughts that the doctors given to you that would destroy your life. Not the thoughts, ordinary thoughts that your friends are telling you of and all the doubts and all of that. Stay with God's thoughts. That's what the Bible is. That's where you can get biblical sense. 
That's where you can get biblical wisdom. And when you get that, you will be successful. It may not be overnight, but you're going to get that. That's just the truth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you must meditate in it how often? Day and night. When you do that day and night, you are thinking thoughts that's way up in the heavens. Higher than the thoughts of ordinary men. And if you stay there long enough, your ways will be different from the ways of ordinary men. They are in the ordinary and you are in the extraordinary. They are in the natural and you are in the supernatural. That's what it is. This book of the law, as you meditate in them, and God begins to give you wisdom. He says, in this, then you will know what to do with the law, to keep the law, and then you shall have good success. You will make, who will make your ways prosperous? Then you will make your ways prosperous. Why? Because you have scriptural sense, scriptural, divine wisdom, and nobody can hold you back. You are not afraid of anybody. Because you got Jesus in your back and you got the wisdom of God. You're not afraid. No man can make you. You're not afraid thinking men should make you. I have prayed in our church when people come in and they think they have money and they work. I pray, God, please take them out of our church. So he doesn't think it's his money that is running the art fellowship. And God gets rid of them. They can go somewhere else where they can be of help, but not here. We don't need them here. That's just the truth. We don't need them here. God's got to have the glory. But if you don't have scriptural sense, you will depend on them. And the Bible says, if you tr- the, the one who trusts in man is cursed. You didn't trust in man. So you stay with God's scriptures. His ways are higher. And if you keep thinking his thoughts, and you stay with his thoughts, <laughs> your ways will begin to be transformed. That's just the truth. That's what Joshua tells us. Your ways will be transformed supernaturally. Your ways will be transformed. Amen? I want to talk about the force of wisdom. First, wisdom creates. Wisdom creates. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19, it says, The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. I thought it was by His power, right? But I just told you, wisdom precedes power. The Bible didn't say, the Lord, by His power. He says, by wisdom, founded the earth. And by understanding, He established the heavens. And remember we said, knowledge plus understanding is equal to wisdom. That's the way God created. And if you must create on the earth, you need wisdom. We were created in His image, right? And if you are going to create anything that will last on the earth, you need God's wisdom. That's how God... These things are shown to us by God so that we can understand His ways. He's revealing 
one of his ways to work by that, what you just said. It's by wisdom. I would think by power, right? God says this by wisdom. That's how he did it. Psalm 104, verse 24, he says, O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. How did he make them all? In wisdom. And we were created in his own image. And God is fruitful, born out of wisdom. And God says, be fruitful. So you got God's wisdom, and you can be fruitful, and you can multiply on the earth. And nothing can stop it. Only by God's wisdom. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. See, everything, when you have wisdom, you have possessions. That's what he's saying. (laughs) You have possessions. That's what God's word says. In wisdom, the earth is full of God's possessions. Romans chapter 11, verse 33, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. And when you got that, his ways past finding out. Can you put those scriptures together? This word, talking about God's ways, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. When you got wisdom, your ways are going to be past finding out. This is like the ways of God. These are just spiritual, scriptural truths from the Word of God that we can lock into. And as you cry after wisdom, read Rome, uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Kings rule by wisdom. By wisdom. God, you read Romans, go through the whole chapter. He says, when God created the I was there. It was wisdom personified. I was there. When he gave commandments to the waters, you stay that place, don't come close, separate it. He says, then I was like a master workman. He was there. That was wisdom. All the depth of the riches, both in the riches, both in the wisdom and the knowledge. Riches, both in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. We need to tap into that for our benefit. So you lose your fear about your future. You lose fear about problems in life. They will come. They constantly come. But you are not in the dark. You can't have God's wisdom and be in the dark. That's light. And it's the light that shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. That's what the Word of God says. Wisdom builds. The Bible tells us this. Proverbs 24, verse 3 through 4. It says, through wisdom, how? A house is built. And by understanding, it is established. You want to build your house? When we're talking about building a house, we're not just talking about putting the structures together. That's, that's earthly. 
That's establishing your life, your homes, building your life. Building your life. Jesus said, our life is like a house that's built on the rock or on the sand. So the house here represents your life. And the Bible is saying, through wisdom, a house is built. And when you gain understanding, add understanding to knowledge, then your house is fully established. And nothing's going to bring you down. Because they didn't establish you. Your wisdom established you. This is the word of God. By knowledge, rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Uh, the word riches is not a dirty word. Amen? <laughs> it's not a dirty word. God wants you to have them. He wants you to have them. God is not against you having because when you have it and you, are, you have understanding, others will be helped. Many will be blessed through that. And that's what God wants for us. But it all comes through the wisdom of God. And James says, if any man lacks wisdom, he says, I really don't have wisdom. He says, ask. Just ask him. And God will give to you. Solomon asked, right? And he got. I can ask. That was Old Testament. I can ask in the New Testament. And God will give you. You may not notice it, but remember, we're not talking about natural wisdom. We're talking about scriptural wisdom. So that God begins to reveal scriptures to you and understand, you understand the scripture so that you can apply them to your life and be successful, both in your Christian life and in your life, natural life. That's what this is all about. He can never fail. Failure is a dirty word for Christians. That's not an option for us. And you better, if you don't have wisdom, you accept it. But I've never accepted it. You will never accept it. Just believe what God says. I'm so grateful that Jesus is in my life. That's the greatest joy. Thanking God. I know there is a God. Just to know that God is in my life. Not in his marriage. I got God. All I need to do now is understand this God that I got. Let me search. Like we sang, deep cries out to deep. Until you cry out, you will know the deep things of God. That's what First Corinthians chapter 2 tells us. No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Yes, the Spirit searches the deep things of God and He reveals them to us. May God give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So your house can be filled, that's your life, can be filled with precious things, precious riches, pleasant riches, through wisdom. As the scripture says, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. To give us beauty 
for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Don't have time being depressed about anything. I got Jesus. Amen. You're not going to treat me for depression. I can pray in tongues. Amen. <laughs> I free myself from that stuff. That's not a part of my life. Amen. And in Jesus' name, it's not a part of your life. You are successful. So wisdom builds. Wisdom also delivers. Wisdom will deliver you if you got wisdom. Nobody can get you. Nobody's going to bind you. You can't be bound in, with anything in life when you got wisdom. Until you gain understanding, that's the way Jesus put it, and you shall know the truth, <laughs> you'll be free. Nobody can hold you down. Knowing the truth is gaining wisdom, scriptural wisdom from the Word of God. Once you have that to get faith, they go together. And once you got faith, nobody's going to hold you down. God can never overlook faith. But you can't have faith without understanding. You need understanding to have faith. So wisdom delivers. Let me read the scriptures. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 14 through 18. It said, There was a little city with few men in it. And a great king came against it. Besieged it and built great snares around it. So, so you're going, in other words, I'm going to keep you in there. You're bound. You're going nowhere. I got traps on, and all this stuff around. If you try to come out, the, the bomb will go off and you're dead. That's what, it's, that's what the Bible is saying here. He built snares all around it. He said, now, verse 15, there was found in it, in that city, a poor wise man. I don't know why they call him a poor wise man. Basically, he's not recognized as anybody, but he's got some wisdom. And he, by his wisdom, what did he do? He delivered the city from this great king. How, was it, how did the city get delivered? Because of this wisdom of this poor man. Just ordinary man in the mind. But when you have wisdom, you are not ordinary. You're not. So wisdom brings deliverance to your life. I see what uh, Solomon was writing here. He says, yet no one remembered that same poor man. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. That's what he's saying. Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. Words of the wise... Spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shouts of a ruler of fools. He's just talking. No wisdom. <laughs> They're all foolish. They just, it's all going to be destroyed. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. That's what he's saying. We'll bring deliverance. Wisdom is what we need. If you read the life of Jesus, and we started with that, when he went back to Nazareth, they heard him, and they were amazed at his words. What was coming out of him? I'm sure they knew him. They saw him with his brothers. They saw him playing around and everything. And now they were listening to him, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Where did he get this thing from? Now, you remember when he was 12, 
and he went to the, the temple. He knew scriptures. And he talk, the doctors were listening to him and wondering, oh my goodness, where this little kid, he knew the scriptures. Now, I know what we do, you know, just like me. I said, well, that was the son of God. He knew all the scriptures. He wrote them all. <laughs> but he was a man. He emptied himself, the Bible says, when he sinned. As a man, he emptied everything. He had to learn. He had to submit because he was found as a man. He dug into scriptures deep. The Bible says we should be imitators of him, God. We need to follow after him. He read the scriptures and you can see what the Bible says. Please give me Luke chapter 2, verse 40. It says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. Now, can you understand what he's saying there? The child grew, that's Jesus, Son of God, born of the Holy Spirit. He had a body, just like you and I, and a spirit and a soul. So he grew in his body, growing bigger, and then his spirit was also strong, strong in the spirit. And what did he get? Filled with what? Wisdom. Filled with wisdom. That's why he was the doctor's called scriptural wisdom. That's where he went to test his wisdom, okay? Sitting down before the doctors and talking to them. This is the chapter where he sat with them and talked. He grew and his spirit was strong. Strong in the spirit. But that's not good enough. You have to have filled with wisdom. He had that. That's why they said, what wisdom is this? He, he, was, not, he was born with it. But that is given to him. That great work, mighty work, are done by his hand. And it says, and the grace of God was upon him. That's another thing. The power of God, the grace of God, wisdom of God, all of them go with you. Now, in verse 52, it says, and Jesus, this was after the episode, Jesus went home, was obedient to his parents, and it says, and Jesus grew in what? First, in wisdom and in stature. Wisdom you got to grow your wisdom. Scriptural wisdom in God is your responsibility. You can never rise above your knowledge of scriptures. Never. If you're just doing stuff, it's just hot head. The area where you're strong, that's where you will have manifestation. Other areas, you will be deficient. Until you strengthen that area, you stay baby. That's just the way it is. So you got to study. You got to study the Word of God. You got to go. That's what I believe. If you're a Christian, make sure you are in Sunday school. Again, the Lord listening to people as they teach. A lot of Christians have given that up. They just stay home. I feel sorry for them. I'm a pastor. I'm not gonna. Call. I'm not gonna beg you to come to Sunday school. I'm not gonna. I'll just tell you. That's it. I've done my job. 
It's up to you. And you are doing yourself a great disservice because you don't present yourself to the Word. How can you gain understanding? How can you gain wisdom? It comes from the Scripture that will bring life to your life. You can't be that lazy. You can't wake up in the morning and spend time with, with the Word of God. Mary did, and Jesus said, you're not going to take that away from her. She shows him the better part. I've never in my entire Christian life, since I got saved, I was always there in Sunday school. And I still go as a pastor. You have to stay with the Word of God. You're just deceiving yourself. You may have all the emotional things on the outside, but it's not deep. You need the Word of God. You need to understand Scripture. Notice, I'm going to tell you this. The Bible didn't say read Scriptures, only Revelation. The Bible says study. Uh Study. Spend some time. Even if it's just one page, digest it. Cry out to God for wisdom. What are you saying here, Lord? Open my eyes so I can see. What are you saying to me? How can I benefit from this? Cry out to God. And so I'm telling you, when God deals with you and you you are really thinking about it, sometimes you can hardly go to sleep. There'll be nights I can't sleep. I'm begging the Lord, please let me go to sleep because I'm so excited about what I'm getting from this scripture. That was years back. I didn't know what the results would be in the future. But I got so excited. I laughed to myself probably 3 o'clock in the morning reading something from the scriptures. But they do bear fruit. Because the fruit is in the people that God's touching by the grace of God through the things that He is doing through me. But I got to get understanding. But every one of us can do that. Jesus, the Bible says, is the wisdom of God. Amen? And the Bible says, Jesus has been made wisdom, the wisdom of God to us. If you got Jesus, you got the wisdom. But you have to unveil it. You have to open it up. By gaining understanding. Amen. Knowledge and understanding. So the wisdom of God in you can be released. Amen. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Well, everybody needs to be hearing here. This is just the truth. We need the wisdom of God. But you can ask God. Thank God. When I found that scripture, when it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. I say, count me in God. I'm number one. I'm going to get that. Give it to me. I need it. I need wisdom. Stand up with me tonight. Please, in your lifetime, we have a very short time to be here on earth. When you get to heaven, you know everything. This is worth to know what we need to know. Amen? Take the scripture. God's not going to fight you. If you draw near to God, what the Bible says, He'll draw near to you. Every step you make towards God, He walks closer to you. Is that difficult to do? Just that step to be in that place, to hear God's word. That's one step. If that's in your hand, God's seen it. And it is that young man is drawing close to Him. Holy Spirit, let's draw near. But, if you play games with God, He knows your heart. If you don't take God seriously, He knows you're not taking Him seriously. 
All you're doing is for people to see, and you're just doing yourself a lot of disservice. This is about life, and we only have one life. We got to take it very seriously. We got to take it seriously. Go into the book, study, spend time. I'm telling you, the time will go so far before you know. Well, I didn't know I've been here for three hours. Because the Holy Spirit will just start showing you stuff. He's looking to have time with you. And when you give him that time, I believe the Holy Spirit gets excited. Now I got him. We'll learn together. He's called the helper. Amen? And he wants to help us. He's not going to withhold anything from us. God gave us everything. Would you talk to him tonight? If you don't have a hunger inside of you, tell him to give you that. Because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. We need the hunger. So tell him, God, give me hunger for your word. Give me hunger. I want, I need, I want to cry out after wisdom. I want to cry out after understanding. Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight. And call upon him. There's got to be a change, God. Tell him, God, there's got to be a change. I can never remain the same. No. I'm not accepting that anymore. There's got to be a closer walk with God. I'm tired of this walking with God from afar. I want to be very close to God. God help me. God help me. That's what you're crying out to God. Give me the hunger. Open my eyes. Let me get excited about scripture. Show me things so that wisdom will proceed from my mouth. As I talk with my friends, they will begin to notice the wisdom of God proceeding from my mouth. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If you can pray in the Spirit, why don't we do that tonight? Before the Lord, pray in your heart. Let's pray in the Spirit tonight. Cry out to God for a change. Pray for our church. Pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. They need God. All of us. We all need Him. Pray to God so that God can do something, change our heart, and draw us closer to Him. We need Him so much. We need Him more than the air we breathe. We need Him more than food or water. We need Him. He's life. Father, thank You, Lord God. Thank You. Pour out Your Spirit upon the earth fellowship. Pour out hunger, the spirit of hunger upon Your people. Help us to thirst after righteousness. Help us to thirst after understanding. Help us to thirst after knowledge. Help us to cry after wisdom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, because your word says you will withhold nothing that's good from us. We cry out to you tonight. We cry out to you tonight. We need change in our lives. We need change in our lives. We need change in our family. We need change in our church. We need your spirit. This move of your spirit around us. We need your spirit to move in us and to reveal yourself to us. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 
I'm going to read this scripture to you that's in Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Just to let you know how much God wants to deliver to you. To give to you as a person. We are the ones holding him back. He wants to give to us. Believe me, he wants to take care of every need in my life and your life. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. There's nothing that God wants to keep away from you. He gave his son. That's the best ever in the whole universe. Nothing bigger than the son. So when I ask for anything from God, He wants to give freely to us. Amen? Thank you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you open our eyes and give us that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Our life will never be the same. My life will never be the same. Can you say that with me? My life will never be the same because of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless you.